Hi guys, thanks for joining us once again. Today at the table I will be discussing Is tea really addictive? How do you know if you are addicted? Are there any side effects? If so, what are they? So join me and the NSN crew as we spill the tea on tea. Hi guys and welcome back to the NSN podcast. In today's episode, we will be answering the question, is tea really addictive? So what made you want to do this episode? Well, I'm a big tea drinker. Don't know about you. Are you guys tea drinkers at all? Yeah, I drink tea, but I have my routine. So morning, lunch and after evening dinner. Oh snap, me too. Well, I come from a family of tea drinkers. We drink tea religiously, literally minimum of three times a day. Mornings, afternoons and evenings. How about you, Sol? Are you big on tea? I used to drink a lot before, but now I just drink tea in the morning, specifically green tea. Well, like I said, I am a big tea drinker. I always need my fix. Sometimes I fast and I realise when I don't have my morning fix, I get slight headaches. And when I'm about to open my fast, as much as I crave food, I would be craving a brew just as much, if not more. And that's got me thinking, like, damn, am I addicted to tea? I mean, as Brits, we all love a good cuppa. Well, almost all of us do. However, a lot of people do start their day off with a strong cup of coffee. My sister is one of those people. She is the only one in our family that doesn't drink tea, but she is addicted to coffee instead. Actually, in my research, I found that tea also contains caffeine. In 100 grams of tea, you find about 11 milligrams of caffeine. And just to give you some context, 100 grams is about half a cup, or just under, as a full cup would be 235 grams. So whilst tea contains 11 milligrams of caffeine in about half a cup, coffee contains 40 milligrams of caffeine in about half a cup. It's four times as much. Wow, coffee contains four times more caffeine than tea. Yes, that's right, Miss. Science explains the addiction of drinking tea comes from the caffeine contained in tea. This is the most important factor for making tea addictive. Research shows long-term consumption of caffeine will increase the number of adenosine receptors. I probably butchered that word. By the way, what is adenosine? I think it's pronounced udenosine. Well, adenosine is an important chemical that exists naturally in all cells of the body. Adenosine is a neurotransmitter that promotes the feeling of rest and fatigue. So basically, when you're feeling tired, like Sol probably is right now, lol. As a matter of fact, yes I am. Well, that's the adenosine building up, and it builds up hour by hour, minute by minute. The longer you stay awake, the longer this builds up. The more tired and sleepy you will feel. So once you lay your head down and finally fall asleep, they start dropping dramatically as you're giving your body what it wants, which is some much needed rest. However, now instead of resting, if you were to chug down some tea or coffee, well, that would mess with your system by blocking those receptors. So instead of feeling tired and sleepy, the caffeine in your tea or coffee will increase wakefulness due to the caffeine blocking those sleep-inducing molecules. Speaking of coffee, are you guys coffee drinkers at all? So, 
So, wake up. <laughs> what are you talking about? What was the question again? Do you drink coffee, Sol? Because you definitely need some right now. Well, I only drink coffee on a special occasion. Or if I'm a guest at someone's house. How about you, Nis? Are you a coffee drinker too? Or just a, a tea drinker? Just tea for me. As for coffee, no. Don't touch the stuff. Don't like the taste. So, so, what's a special occasion then? Christmas? Bah, humbug. More like weddings, Eid, and other festival seasons, but definitely not Christmas. Okay, so getting back to tea addiction, in my research, I found out that the main addictive component in tea is caffeine. But as an avid tea drinker, I'm looking to find out what would be a telltale sign that I could be addicted to tea. One of the signs I came across was if you physically cannot start the day without one, and even though you're awake and up and about, but you still feel like half asleep without your morning cuppa, this could be one possible sign that you could be addicted to tea. Have you guys had such experiences if you miss your daily dose? As I only drink tea in the morning, I don't crave it as much. But back to your question, during Ramadan, if I had missed a cuppa, that's when I feel the effect of tiredness or fatigue. What about you, Niz? Do you have any experience in the matter? I definitely like my tea, but luckily I don't have any cravings. I sometimes go a couple of days without it and I don't really feel any different. Really? Not any side effects? From three cups a day to no cups a day? Surely you must affect you in some way, no? Seriously, no. No side effects from missing a few cups. Wow. Okay, lucky you. Well, another side effect I found was after any form of physical activity, you crave a cuppa, almost like you can't focus on your daily tasks without your beloved tea breaks. For example, shopping, gardening, even doing chores without a tea break in between. And this is how it affects some people. And I'm like that too. For example, if I'm doing a DIY project, for my DIY projects, I would always schedule in tea breaks. And I thought that was normal. Please tell me that's normal, guys. Yeah, I think you're right there. I'm thinking of builders here. They don't seem to be able to start a job until they get a builder's brew down them. You know, the traditional English breakfast tea. Totally agree. Who doesn't love a good brew? Niz, is there any other type of tea other than a good old English traditional brew? There are loads of different types of tea, but a traditional English breakfast brew is stronger and more robust than green tea. You usually use a kettle to heat the water and pour this into a mug with a tea bag. Some people also prefer to add milk and sugar. You also have a traditional Indian tea where you first heat when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Heat the water and loose tea leaves together. Once boiled, you add milk and let it simmer. Then there's another one where you just use milk and loose tea leaves. You're right, Niz. There are a lot of different types of tea and methods. 
purple, black, iced, even the loose leaf variety. As long as it's tea, us Brits will drink it. We just want our tea fix. However, that ain't me. I'm hella fussy. I only drink a certain type of tea. My preference is PG tips with some milk, no sugar, because I'm sweet enough. Well, I prefer Typhoon myself. Niz, your preference? Tetley all the way. If I have a PG, I usually require two tea bags to get the same strong taste. Nah, you're both missing out. Don't you know PG stands for Pakistani General? Only joking, just made that up, lol. It actually stands for pre-gest tea. Well anyway, getting back to my tea story, I used to drink tea with two sugars at one point, but I never drink tea without either a biscuit, a chocolate, or something to dip in my brew. And there was a point probably about two or three years ago when a few people around me started getting the old diabetes. Because I have such a sweet tooth, I was borderline myself. I thought I needed to cut down the sugar, so I caught the sugar from my tea. And to be honest, I haven't missed it. Probably because I get a sugar rush from all the sugary treats that I have with my brew. Are you guys tea dunkers at all? I'm always borderline. I do love dunking, but I also hate it because you then get bits at the bottom of the mug, and I hate that. Some people like it, but I hate soggy crumbs at the bottom of my cup. What about you, Sol? Do you dunk? I don't think I've ever dunked, as I'm only 5'5". Five five. I can't even reach the basket. As for the question, I don't dunk as I drink green tea only. The tea is in a keep cup, which is like a sippy cup. Nis, have you drank green tea and dunk any sort of biscuits? Lucky for you, you should be able to reach, as you don't have to dip your biscuit in a basket. I don't think I would ever dunk a biscuit in, in a green tea. Green tea is sour and generally the biscuits I eat are sweet. The only tangy biscuit I like is a ginger hobnob, but that's the only one. My favourite though is a coconut biscuit, but they are bad for dunking as they leave crumbs at the bottom of your mug. Another one that tastes nice after dunking is cake rusks, which is a South Asian biscuit, but they also leave crumbs at the bottom of the mug and they are the worst. Although I do also eat coconut macaroons, which I would not dunk. Oh, I do sip boring. right right after Making a bite, me sleepy. which almost gives the same effect as dunking. I think it's sauce bedtime. Speaking of sleep, I have always had a bad relationship with sleep. I never seem to get it right. I either sleep too much or sleep too little. But upon my research into this, I discovered that with coffee and tea, when your body is overloaded with caffeine, especially if it's in the second half of the day, it can cause sleep disorders like insomnia. While small quantities will not do this, drinking an excess amount of three or more cups per day can cause major sleep issues. This is one of the most common side effects of tea, especially if it contains milk and sugar. Yeah, definitely agree about milk being a side effect, especially when a person is lactose intolerant. What about you, Niz? That's interesting, because sometimes a routine can dictate your pattern. So that's why they suggest not giving toddlers milk when they go to bed, because the toddler will then associate it with sleep. But I'm not sure what side effects it has. Well, not only that, while some teas like chamomile are known for their relaxing properties, sometimes the side effects of drinking too much milk tea can cause anxiety. This is because tea can activate brain cells to calm you down. 
But when you push it and drink too much, it can create an imbalance in the brain chemicals, which can lead to anxiety. Have any of you guys ever encountered any anxiety issues? Yeah, sometimes, but not due to drinking tea. It's more of a worrying state of my mind. I tend to get worried about something the night before, and I don't get a full night's sleep. The next day, I have some tea in the morning, and that sorts me out for some hours, but still feel the effect for the rest of the day, as I haven't had a good night's sleep from the night before. Any experience from you, Niz? No, I don't think I have experienced any anxiety issues. I can't think of any side effects, really. Okay, just to clarify, I did not say that caffeine gives you anxiety, but rather it messes with the chemicals in your brain and changes your mood. So a little tea can actually reduce your stress levels, but too much could lead to increase in anxiety issues. Also, I wasn't even aware of this one, but I suffer from high blood pressure and get this. One of the most dangerous side effects of drinking too much tea is that it can cause an imbalance in your blood pressure. In small amounts, it can help improve circulation and maintain good heart health and improve brain and nerve functions and also improve your immune system. But when you overconsume the drink, it increases your heart rate, leading to high blood pressure, or it can slow it down too much due to its relaxing properties, which lowers your blood pressure too much. This can be very bad for your body. Okay, that's interesting. So it actually causes an imbalance in the blood. I actually do suffer from low blood pressure, and drinking tea could mean it goes either way. That's correct. It depends on the quantity. Also, one of the biggest disadvantages of drinking tea is that too much of the beverage brings the chance of gastric ulcers. People should remember that tea has a lesser amount of caffeine than coffee, so greater caution should be taken by those coffee drinkers out there. Another disadvantage of drinking tea is that tea has tannic acid. If a person consumes tea in large quantities, then they may experience the problem of iron deficiency or anemia. It is advisable that a person should not consume tea almost one hour after eating a meal. And this is not just my research confirming this, but I have a family member who is anemic and has less iron in their body. At one stage, it got so bad they had to go to the hospital and they were attached to an iron drip due to the extremely low levels of iron in their body. And the doctor at the hospital advised them that they should wait one hour after consuming a meal before drinking tea or coffee. The reason for this is giving your body time to absorb the nutrients, especially iron, from the meal that you have just consumed, as tea could deplete this. But sadly, most of us, including myself, are in the bad practice of drinking a brew straight after a meal, and it's not a huge issue, unless, of course, you are anemic. But still, it would be good practice to wait one hour before having your brew. You addicts. Lol. Do you guys have tea straight after a meal or know anyone that does? So my three cups a day routine is one with my breakfast, one after lunch and one before bed. What about you, Sol? As stated before, I tend to drink tea only in the morning. Only a handful of time I will drink another, such as an afternoon tea. Okay, cool. But for daily tea drinkers, sometimes you could feel just like an addict, and here's why. The amino acid contained in tea stimulates the brain and secretes dopamine. Dopamine is the main pleasure and addiction drug contained within the body. Certain exterior stimulants will help release these chemicals. 
The more chemicals that are released, the happier you will feel. In a short period of time, people can reach a high level of excitement and the human body naturally hopes to get more dopamine for more pleasure. Are we all aware what dopamine is, guys? And are we all keeping our dopamine receptors in check? Remember, this is a family show, guys. Lol. Something that stimulates the mind, like a, an energy drink? Isn't that when you feel good or hyper? That's right, Niz. Dopamine. It's what people get from drugs, sex and rock and roll. I just have a brew. Lol. Obviously, it won't be as hard-hitting or even as long-lasting as, let's say, some hardcore drugs. But still, you get a little hit of happiness. In addition, tea has a unique, graceful, elegant fragrance. Its rich taste can leave you feeling sweet and mellow. And this inevitably will produce a sense of pleasure when drinking the warm beverage. The phenomenon of addiction to tea is widespread. And there is no need to worry or quit. Most studies agree that many behaviours with food cravings and food addictions should not be regarded as addictive behaviour. Obviously, anything done in moderation is fine. Okay, time to confess, guys. Are you hiding any addictions? I'd say I need my siesta, a max of 30 minutes. Yes, you could say I'm addicted to power naps. I used to be addicted to computer games, but Marita saw it out for me. I now only play computer games when I have some free time or when the kids want to play. How about you, Niz? Do you have any addictions that you'd like to share? What is an addiction? Because I can't think of one that fits the mainstream viewpoint of drugs, drink, gambling, gaming, etc. Maybe I like to work a lot, like keeping busy, doing DIY and stuff. Well, Niz, that's not quite an addiction. It's more repeat behaviour that you struggle to control. Anyway, back to tea. Although tea is beneficial, you still need to master the certain level of daily tea drinking. For example, drink it at the right time and drink it in moderation. In many parts of the world, the average person wakes up each morning with a fresh brew. That brew could be the UK's traditional English tea or something stronger like coffee. Essentially, all it has to do is contain caffeine to make you people feel more alive. But is there such a thing? as too much of the good stuff. In other words, can you be addicted to tea? One way to figure out if you have caffeine or tea addiction is to see if you experience any withdrawal symptoms when you reduce the amount of tea, coffee or energy drinks that you're consuming. As Healthline reports, these may reveal themselves in things like headaches, muscle aches and feelings of irritability or fatigue. If these symptoms disappear once you ingest a beverage containing caffeine, you could be experiencing a form of addiction. Now it's not all bad news. My research on this matter has also led me to discover that tea is often thought of as medicinal. For example, stomach ache, drink ginger tea. Insomnia, drink chamomile tea. Sore throat, drink black tea with a dollop of honey. With healing properties that can soothe most physical elements and even curb the risk of chronic conditions like cancer, inflammation, diabetes and heart disease. Yeah, I've heard coffee can reduce the chances of getting cancer and I've had honey and tea for a sore throat. Your thoughts, Sol? I've had honey and ginger in a tea for a sore throat. Not had anything else. 
but it's good to know that it can help with chronic conditions. That's right, guys. It's not a cure, but it can certainly help. In the long run, the benefits of tea have been harnessed for centuries, but we tend to think of tea as more healing than, let's say, sugary energy drinks. But there's still something to be said about the timeless nutritional motto of everything in moderation, because surprisingly, even tea can cause side effects, especially if you're overdoing it, drinking too much of it. Well, I don't drink tea a lot. However, I used to drink a lot of fizzy drinks and eat a lot of sugary treats such as sweets and chocolate. But all of that has now come to an end. The main culprit is diabetes and a fatty liver. Come on, Niz. Join me in the hot tub time machine. Phew. I thought you meant something else then, but I think we can all do with going back and starting over. Well, sadly, there's no time machines right here right now and no Doc Brown to take you guys back to the future. However, back to the present and in summary, you can drink tea to combat feelings of stress, anxiety or restlessness. But if you've been sipping on too much of the beverage lately, you might notice an increase in some of these feelings. While we may think of tea as more of a nightcap drink than coffee, tea still naturally contains caffeine. Just like with overindulgence of coffee, drinking too much tea could increase the feelings of anxiety, restlessness or stress. Do any of you guys drink tea to try and combat stress, anxiety or restlessness? That's interesting. Because now that I think about it, I do turn to a cuppa when I'm idling. Better to keep busy as the devil makes work for idle hands. Sol? Not for the purpose of stress, anxiety or restlessness. I just have a cuppa in the morning due to routine. Okay, interesting. So if anyone is wondering how much tea is too much tea to avoid adding to your stress? Well, it's less about cups and more about how much caffeine is in your tea. So as long as you cap your caffeine at under 200 milligrams per day, which depending on the tea should be no more than approximately two or three cups, your anxiety levels should be evened out. And with that said, I hope you all learned something new today. I know I certainly did. I guess I'm on the cusp of overdoing it myself. So I'm going to try and stick to three cups a day. As sometimes, especially if I'm working on a project, it can shoot up to four five and even six cups but from now on i'm going to try and stick to three cups per day maximum yeah i think that's the lesson here everything in moderation i agree moderation is the key and is a good example to live by thanks for joining us at the table today i hope i answered the question can you be addicted to tea i hope you will join us again next week until then, take care. Bye-bye. See you later. That's all, folks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Why not connect with us on social media and share your experience? You can also contact us by email on podcast.nosuchnonsense.com. To find out more about us, visit our website, nosuchnonsense.com. Join us at the table next week for another great episode. We'll see you there. Bye-bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.